Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 4, Episode 8, Groove is in the Boob. The book, The Courtship of Princess Leia, by Dave Wolverton. The year, 1995. Chapters 15 and 16. With your hosts, Jeff and John, let's go. Hi, I'm the Herbs and Spices Kid. Take it down a notch, on. If you leave Starbucks there, he's going to eat that millennial juice. Yeah. Hey, bees, hey, bees, hey, bees. Yo, baby, boop, bitches, I got it. <laughs> Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast, where we discuss Expanded Universe Star Wars novels. I'm Jeff, joined as always by my host, John. John, how are you? I'm so full. Yeah, we just ate some food. Yep. We sure did. And we've got more food to go. More to go. So much food. We're yeah. going to get stuffed up like a Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, we got to eat this nasty candy we have for a different episode of a different show. This nasty goo. i got to get this nasty goo in me. <laughs> Your goos are running low. <laughs> my goo. You're dangerously low on goo, my friend. Oh, no. <laughs> We've got to fill up your goo reserves. Someone punctured my goo bags. <laughs> that is an unfortunate... You're just leaking goo all over my spare computer chair. <laughs> so this is chapters 15 and 16 of the... Nope. The Courtship of Princess Leia. The Crystal Star of Princess Leia. Crystal, pr- Crystal Leia's Princess Star. Ah, that sounds like a magical girl show. It kind of does. The Crystal Princess Star. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> These are actually th- two very interesting chapters. Yeah. Uh, I think as we get further into the Dathomir business, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's getting more and more... I mean, like I said this last time, it seems like this is the story he wanted to tell. Yeah, he did. And didn't... they were like, no, you have to write the story about Han and Leia getting married. And he's like, ugh, whatever. <laughs> I get... I mean, that, that shit crops up again here in these two chapters in the worst way. Oh, yeah. I mean... Han is still just a big dumb idiot. He's one of those people that won't take no for an answer. Yeah. It's just, and and it's getting worse and rougher as it goes along. But thankfully, we have at least one full chapter where that's not the creepy thing we have to deal with. Instead, a completely different creepy thing shall be our reward for reading chapter 15, in which, interestingly, we start with the point of view of one Tenennial Dio. Yeah. And where did she she come from? Where did she she go? go? Where did she come from, Tenennial Dio? <laughs> or DeJo? I don't know. I always said Joe. Joe? Because DJO usually is the DJ is just a J. I guess that's fair. I was treating it almost like it was an apostrophe in there. There is no apostrophe in there. It's well, like Djibouti. I, I was pronouncing the J as if it were an apostrophe in there. I'm not saying I saw an apostrophe. Yeah. I do. I don't see apostrophes where they are. Where they are. I don't not. see apostrophes. I'm apostrophe blind. <laughs> that's that's got to be the most apostropheist thing you could possibly say, though. <laughs> that means you're not aware of the struggle of the apostrophe. Look, I have plenty of apostrophe fr- friends. <laughs> so uh, no, it's DJO, and maybe we could just call her DJO. No. But no, Tenennial Dio or D- D- Joe. Joe. Tenennial Joe. Jesus Christ. I, I like to Dio. Like she's a rainbow in the dark or something. No. That's wrong. Ride the tiger. No, I can see its stripes. <laughs> but you know it's clean. <laughs> uh, okay, so, <laughs> fine. Tenennial Joe. Uh, I, I don't like that because it makes her sound like she's some sort of backwoods. Well, like, she is <laughs> some kind of backwoods. Yeah, but now I'm putting her in overalls in my head. She's got twin pigtails coming out. She just looks like Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> Good. Chasing after Lil Abner. 
I'm going to marry you. She's like yelling at Leaf's well, Yeah, That's I mean, pretty much was, what she's doing. If it doing. hadn't have been for Tenennial Joe, I'd have been married a long time ago. <laughs> but sadly, she's been chasing me across the Appalachians, yelling at me about marriage, and not even Snuffy Smith will help me. Man, you're getting real deep on that. Well, I think people don't know about Snuffy Smith and Barney Google, the extremely elderly comic strip. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Shoot. Okay, fine. I guess I guess I'm the one who remembers stuff like that. You're the one. I'm gonna go drown my sorrows in a whorehound drop, John. Care to join me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually I mean, I don't hate it, but mm-hmm. I'm, it's not my favorite. Well, how about a Necco wafer? Ugh. That is nasty though. <laughs> I'm glad they discontinued that. Well, yeah, I don't even think they didn't mean to. They just closed down the factory that made them. But we lost a lot of gross candies that day. That day gross candy enthusiasts the world round were sad. Please tell me they're still making sixlets. <laughs> ew. <laughs> Fucking ew, though. Can I at least get a chunky? From Maybe. somewhere? <laughs> Some kind of chunky. How about a really stale Abba Zabba? It's like trying to eat a stack of baseball cards that someone smeared pe- peanut butter between the middle two. Yeah. Mm. What flavor is that taffy in an Abba Zabba anyway? I think it's just it's, n- none? I think it's supposed to be vanilla? I think you're just interpreting white as vanilla in this situation. I feel like I've read on the packaging of Abba Zabba that it's supposed to be vanilla. I like that it says that on there. Supposed What's to be vanilla. With creamy peanut butter-like substance. Abba Zabba. You'll believe you're eating peanut butter and maybe vanilla. You don't care. You're too high to realize what's going on if you're eating an Abba Zabba. You bought an Abba Zabba. This must be an ironic purchase or a time travel thing. Oh man, Abazab is great. No, I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just can't find it outside of like specialty candy stores, the kind of candy store where it seems like 60 percent of their business comes from little portraits of Spider-Man printed on metal. I don't understand those. Oh yeah, that those kind of stores where it's like we've got all these weird sodas in every candy. Yeah, and plus a bunch of signs for some reason. I got so many posters and like little metal signs for Wonder Woman. We've got that slinky dog from Toy Story, but now he's an actual toy, and I guess he was in the first place. Hey, I had one of those, actually. Did you? Way back in the day, I had a slinky dog. Is it gone now? Did you cram it in your butt? Is that why it's gone? Oh, it's it, it got destroyed. As with all slinkies, it eventually, the slinky just got fucked up. Yeah. So anyway, Tenennial Joe. Yeah. Uh, Tenennial sh- Joe Beth Sue. She is uh, carting around our heroes. They've been put into basically like stocks with... That woofa hide rope. Yes, she's using that worm rope to tie him up real good, as it turns out. Yeah. Woofa leather, she's calling it. Woofa. Woofa. Got that woofa. It's got that woof. You got to pronounce that H real so- really hard. The woofa. You really got to hit that H. You got to hit that H. Yeah, the woofa leather. The woofa. So the two of the, the two dudes have been tied up real good with woofa leather, but also she's like somehow captured their droid. I'm still not sure what she did to R2 that no, counts as capturing it. R2 is just following along. And she's like, I don't need to do anything to this droid. I captured him. He's my droid now. This is a droid. And she's all proud. She's like, oh, I know what a droid is. Don't yeah. you fuck with me. Yeah. I, uh, oh, yes. I've heard of droids. It's like, yeah, we've already seen like stormtroopers running around on your planet. Of course, you know what droids are. We don't care. But uh, she's all proud of it. And also she's just like. I didn't do anything to the droid, because, I mean, what's this little fucker going to do? <laughs> <laughs> little does she know. Oh, yeah. The second she was like, oh, what's R2 going to do? I'm like, that R2 unit will murder you. He's the one who does murders. Out of the three of these people, he's the one who does the most murders. Yeah. He is a murder bot, and you have fucked up. You have signed your own death warrant. Honestly, given that dro- uh, droids cannot possibly turn to the dark side, 
because they can't be Jedi at all and can't really touch the Force, really. It really does behoove Luke to just keep a murder droid around, doesn't it? Well, yeah, because he's like, oh, I can't murder you. And then R2's like, beepity boop, get figgity fucked. And, and he's like, I didn't tell him to do that. My hands are clean. Oh, no. R2. Oh. And then there's a laugh track and a freeze frame. <laughs> but R2, if you're here and I'm here, then, oh, boy. And then, yeah, freeze frame. Dan, 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 dan. A Dick Wolf production. Dink, dink. Doink, doink. <laughs> okay. So she's also pretty much divided up our two human captives, in, or I don't know, yeah, our human and our hapen captives into the following. The cool force uh, male wizard guy and the useless handsome one. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is just some commoner. He's real pretty, though. I could probably sell him. Mm-hmm. So she's decided to take her two slaves to market, and either she's going to marry Luke if, if uh, she feels like it, or she'll sell him to someone who will. Well, yeah. I mean, she wants to have Luke, because she's like, ooh, you're going to give me little force babies. Mm-hmm. Which is a thing that I, apparently this chapter and the next chapter are going to set up pretty strongly, that, that force dynastics are really strongly at play here. Yeah. I mean, I know we've already read a book where... We have a bunch of little force children running around. Yeah. But, man, I really hate the idea of like, yeah, you get two force users together, force baby. Yeah, you just have one force user, still probably force babies. Look, force baby is passed down. Because that's how Luke and Leia, or, or Luke and Han were. Yep, that's how Luke and Leia were. Yeah, they had a lot of force babies, the two of them, brother and sister, a lot of weird mutiny, hills have eyes force babies. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of Habsburg Jedi jaw. Ooh, yeah. That guy's got a forehead that just won't quit. It's a seven head. <laughs> Mina Suvari is jealous. <laughs> there he is. Uh, the, there's that bitch there's, you've been waiting for. There's that meanness that I wanted. <laughs> All right. So Tenennial is dragging along her two slaves. Uh, she is thinking to herself about how she will make such a great deal out of uh, selling the, the handsome one and the robo, but this uh, this force wizard dude, this is some crazy shenanigans. She didn't even think these guys were real. Yeah, this is some shit out of legend. Yeah. Which uh, really... It's weird, right? It, it brings me to a point where I was like, hold on. Later she starts talking to Luke in the chapter and is like, oh yeah, you know, no one ever sees a male... A jai, witch. they call them. A jai Courtney. <laughs> No yeah. one ever sees Jai Courtney. He vanishes into roles. Well, I mean, when she was explaining it last time, the Jai were just sort of people from outside mm -hmm. that would come down and have these space powers, these mm -hmm. little wizard men. Yeah. But even in society, she's like, yeah, none of the men that live on this planet are ever witches. Which we, we've already established that the men on this planet are like old, pointless, broken down slave dudes, right? Like they're just sort of the servant class. Yeah. So is anyone testing them for force powers or is it just an assumption at this point? Well, I feel like you you wouldn't really need to test them. It's been generations and generations of people. You'd think at one point some slave they'd be like, "Go get me that bottle," and he'd like accidentally levitate it over to himself. That's true. Or he'd use it to bring a broom closer to his hand. You you you've seen that movie, right? The Last Jedi. That's how it ends. You huh? know. Yeah. You know. Huh. Anyone? Uh, little kid? Anyone? Little, little kid? kid little with kid, the broom? Kid, little, I, I, mean, I know you haven't seen the Solo movie, so I don't know where you are at Star Wars at this point. I haven't seen Solo. That's it. What'd you think of not seeing Solo? Did you enjoy that? I did. I enjoyed not seeing Solo. Okay, good. Good to know. I uh, I spent whatever, like, two hours I would have done that, probably sitting in my room and air conditioning, I don't know, watching something on Hulu. <laughs> yep, probably something like that. Probably wasting time watching, like, an episode of Cloak and Dagger. Ooh, sounds good. All right, so... <laughs> 
while she's trekking them over the hills, she's looking to these big mountains, and she's like, well, I can't go over the particularly rough mountain passes because I'd have to untie the dude's hands so they could make it through there, and there's no way this trash can can get through there at all. Yeah. So we'll have to take some simpler ones, but she's worried, you see, because she can sense evil witches in the in, in the distance. Yeah, she has the spell of exploration that lets her know that there are witches nearby and they are basically surrounding them. Now let's let's be clear here. She literally treats force magic as magic. Yes. Like she has to cast spells to do her stuff. It's all songs with this with this lady. Yeah, you gotta say stuff or at least make gestures. Mm-hmm. Everything is spells. So she starts casting a spell, the spell of concealment. Uh, I don't think it's actually called that, but it's some it's some song that she chants that makes a storm spring up. So that she can like kind of escape through fog and mist and flying dirt and well, stuff like that. First, she runs into the fucking witch. Oh, is that first? Only... I thought that happened in the in the storm she made. No. Okay. Because she gets basically mind controlled by the night sister. Yeah. Into being like, ooh, you know what's a great idea? I had to run directly at that night sister. Okay, so she gets mind controlled by these very good at mind control night sisters, and she runs right into one. Ocheron. Yeah. Ocheron. And so she does basically the same spell she did to take down Luke, which is, I just create a big storm of debris. Yes. Great spell. Very very effective, but not against Ogron, who just lightnings are real good. Oh, yeah. The second she goes through, Ogron, because she can, uh, Tenennial Joe can tell where Ogron is, even though she can't see her. Yeah, that's Because she's like, oh, I've got my force sensitivity nonsense. Yeah, she casts some spell that lets her smell force witches or something. But I'm just going... How do you not assume that this force witch can also see you running through the storm? Uh, it's true. It, it's weird, and it's true. And but, indeed she does. She just levitates her up and starts zapping her with lightning. All right, and here we go. Ocaron can do lightning zappies. So this is our first encounter with someone who's basically one of the lady sheaves. Yeah. She, uh, she, she just goes, all right, I'm going to levitate you up, and then I'm just going to start blasting you. So we get lightning whacking into her over and over again. It, it kind of makes her arms numb. It's actually cutting into her flesh. But the most vivid description we get is of it getting of one getting one of them todays. Yeah. And, you know, when I first read through it, I had to go back and read it again just to make sure I had read it correctly. It's not uh, it's not her breast. Yeah. It's a breast. Because it's, oh, lightning hit my breast. And it's like, oh, no, it hit a breast, not like her chest. Yeah. Like one of her tits went numb. So, and you're just kind of going, wait, what? So here's the thing. We can't, when you read it, what you want to read is breast area. Like, you know, it kind of gets you in the chest because that's where your heart and lungs are. Yeah. That'd be a terrible place to get hit with lightning. And like it's, the breast plate. Yeah, it's definitely going to suck to get your breastbone all lightning. But no, it's a booby. One of her boobies goes cold. Yep. And uh, so basically the lightning, unlike... The uh, the sheave force lightning, which is just sort of like torture lightning. This it, one is each bolt pretty much kills off whatever it hits. So like it hit her arm, her arm goes limp and numb. It hits her breast, her titty feels like it fell off. Uh-huh. Uh, hits her eye, she goes blind in that eye. Yeah. Now, right before this all happens, Luke has been has been pleading with her to let him go. Because he's like, hey, you're not like these witches. Let me go and I'll help you. And she's like, no, you're my. I need to take you to the market and sell you. And he's like, I'm not going to let you sell me. You're this guy. All right. Like, uh, we're, hey, we're not, we're not doing that. You just, know what? Uh, and just like grabs his lightsaber, cuts himself loose. And he's like, look, I can sense the fucking night sisters around here. You yeah. need to let me help. So here's the deal at this point. He's like, here's the deal. I'll help you fight them off. And then I'll go with you to this market or whatever. But I and maybe I'll even marry you. Who knows? But I'm not going to do it because you made me. So don't even you, you got to quit trying on that. Look, I'm going to go with you. You let a soldier and R2 go. 
and uh, I'll I'll help you fight off some night sisters. Exactly. So she's kind of sort of agreed to that, but not really. It's mostly just that she realizes that she never actually caught him, and she can't. Yeah. Because he's just like, oh, I'm tied up. All right, cut myself loose, and here we go. I'm fine. Everything's yeah, fine. She was like, oh, you you could have gotten out of that at any time you wanted to. You were just fucking around and like going along with it. And he's like, indeed, that is exactly correct, yes. And he shows off when before they even fight the Night Sister by just running around without getting sweaty and bouncing around. He's just doing the standard thing he's been doing the whole book so far. Yeah, he's just being a rad Jedi. And so when Tenennial gets absolutely fucked up by all this lightning, he just, he just chops that fucker's head off. Yeah, he just calmly heads over there and chops her brains out. And, and her head goes flying around, and dark force lightning comes bursting out of her, uh, out of her uh, neck and shoulders. Yeah, she basically has an evil quickening. Yes, she does, except that Luke doesn't get the cool powers from it. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I guess he doesn't count as an immortal night witch. No. Uh, so he chops But he her- does have inside him the blood of kings. That is true. <laughs> so does Han, apparently. Yeah. So, he uh, has no rival. No <laughs> man could be his equal. <laughs> Uh, okay, so he chops up the, the, the Force Witch and Tenenny. I know. And I just keep wanting to do lyrics from that every time you start talking. It's I'm fine. Sorry. It's okay. You can keep doing it to anyway, me. I, go. I do that to you constantly. I know you yeah, do. Yeah, so please do hit me with it. No, it's fine. Uh, okay, so <laughs> so she falls to the ground, does Ogeron. She's dead. She's no longer floating in the air and throwing lightning around. Luke just calmly heads over to dispatch some random stormtroopers that are also there. It turns but, out that the Night Sisters just always have some stormtrooper backup around. Yeah, and you know... Uh, Tenniel's like, we gotta, we gotta get the fuck out of here. And he's just like, all right, grabs her by the, like, one good arm and just heads off while she barely manages to keep the storm going so that they don't get chased after. Yeah, which honestly is probably not that important. At no point have we seen anything yet in this entire book that has been a threat to Luke in any way. No. And, I mean, even Tenniel, once she gets better, is like... Who gives a fuck about stormtroopers? Like, they are fodder. Who gives I, a I love, single fuck? I love that when, when uh, Isolde's like, aren't you worried about all the stormtroopers are going to send after her? And she's like, no, stormtroopers are easy to kill. And she's like, but the the Night Sister is dead. Why would I give a fuck? Yeah, they're like, not it's g- just Chumpos. <laughs> it's just Johnny Chumpo. He's not going to come after us. Yeah. Aw, sir. She called us Johnny Chumpos. Aw. <laughs> sir. They killed my Night Witch. <laughs> I don't even know. Who's my sir in this situation? I report to uh, women. Uh, ma'am. <laughs> uh, okay, so he tra- he brings her to some cave. Now, keep in mind that we have been con- getting continuous updates throughout the course of this on the status of that booby. Yeah. It turns out that boob hurts a lot and is cold. Yeah, fucking Wolverton in this in chapter is just all about being like, oh, my breast. This breast. This breast I have. It's breast-taking. And then Luke is like, all right, lie down. And he goes to, like, heal her. And, of course, like, oh, the last thing I felt was his cool touch upon my breast. Because he shreds her outfit to get at it. He's like, all right, let's get in there. He just rips her top off and is like, oh, no. Uh, well, first of all, she's covered in big, nasty wounds. Like, she's covered in lightning scars. Oh, yeah. That my are still- rapper. She's covered in big, nasty wounds. <laughs> She's yeah, big nasty's been here and it was not good. No, she uh, <laughs> she she's all cut up and all the cuts are hot, like described as hot to the and painful to the touch. Yeah, like for Luke, it's not that they're feeling hot in her head; they are literally physically hot. Yeah, she's got weird force magic wounds. So he uses force cooling powers, but he starts with that booby. Yeah, he's like, first things first, we got to get into that titty. So he just rips her shirt off and puts his hands on her boob to heal that thing first. That's the first thing we need to heal. Yeah, and then she slips into unconsciousness and has a dream about her dead mom. Uh Uh-huh. And that Uh, does not matter. A long dream about her dead mom where 
she sees some force uh, like casting ladies who are like having a good time and laughing while her mom is lit, uh, lowered into a pit that looks like a rancor's mouth. Yep. Okay. Great. Okay. Okay. Who awakened the wrath of the wizard? <laughs> when she wakes up, she walks outside because she's alone in the cave. She's like, oh, crap. I've already lost my one good husband slave. Oh, man. He saved my life, which means I don't own him anymore. Yeah. That's, that's I guess, the logic of this scene. She walks outside and is like, oh, it looks like he might have healed me. And she feels her one broken breast. And she's like, my breast is good again. But who will feel the who will fill the emptiness inside it with love? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> love originates in the titty. That's who will fill my titty with love? <laughs> like usually a baby. <laughs> love no, or, lo- babies love. drain your titty of love. I, I know, and it's a loving act when they do it because apparently it sucks to have your titty too full. Yeah. So I uh, here's the thing. Love don't originate in no booby. No. That's not where it's she's over there like, oh my squishy sea cup, when will you find love? I mean, you never know. I mean, we have the concept of it being in the heart, and that is bullshit as well. That's true. It might just be a thing on this planet where everyone thinks that heart that, that uh, the boob is the heart of the body. Love is in the tent. Yeah, they have that kind of song. And you're here in my boob and... <laughs> <laughs> Total eclipse of the tits. <laughs> two of boobs. Two boobs that beat as one. <laughs> Yeah, that's Dathomir for you. <laughs> that's Dathomir. All of their pop songs are about boobs. Yep, you take the word heart, you replace it with boob, and there you go. There's that's, their pop song. That's the song. Or tit. It, it depends. It's all you know, what whatever. makes the most rhythmic sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite is boob-shaped box. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, okay. You when- got a tit <laughs> so big <laughs> it could crush... This town. Oh, man, that's good. I like that. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Dathomir. Dathomir and titties. Uh, so Luke and Isolder and R2 all come back, and he's like, hey, look who I found. These knuckleheads. Yeah, it's a couple of non-Jedi chumpy types, and I'm back to see how you're doing. How's that boob? How's your titty? I didn't heal the rest of you. I was focused on Mount Booby. <laughs> Uh, and she's like, Ugh, well, I guess none of you are my slaves anymore, so I'm just your friend and let's talk. Boo. <laughs> so we find out that she is not the actual daughter of Alia, but rather that Alia was the leader of the, was a rogue Jedi that was exiled to this planet, along with a whole bunch of other people who had been previously exiled here. Yeah, being a, a daughter of Alia is like being a son of Abraham. Mm-hmm. So it turns and out- Abraham had many sons. <laughs> He also had a coat of many colors. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Joseph. That's Joseph, you piece of shit. <laughs> what else did Abraham have? Oh, that's right. 700 wives and 300 Many portions. sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. So <laughs> let's all sing this song. I actually don't. Is this off Jesus Christ Superstar? I don't know. No, this is just, this is just some Bible Christian stuff. music. Yeah. The only thing I know about Abraham comes from a Richard Letterer novel or a short story that was made out of mistakes made by history students. So it said that like Abraham had 700 wives and 300 porcupines. Yeah. So anyway, pushing forward, uh, it turns out that Alia is a rogue Jedi who sometime, a long, long, long time ago, was banished to Dathomir because Dathomir was the local banished planet. Yeah, well, she had sort of started turning to the dark side, and the Jedis were like, oh, we don't want to kill you. We're going to put you on Dathomir until you regret what you did. Now, Dathomir wasn't just her home at that point because they had also banished a lot of people to the same planet for making droids that were battle droids and selling them as weapons... Uh, I don't 
to I don't even understand what was going on there. And she's like and in her story she's like and they were so callous about making battle droids. They knew they were making weapons but none of them cared. And I was like, "Wait, are there also people who made guns banished here or are we saying that battle droids are the are the line?" That's the line. They're like, "Oh, they made things that looked like humans but were not and would kill people." And you're like, "All right, so they made assassin droids." And that got them banished to this planet. Like a whole bunch of them. Like a whole like, civilization got yeah. banished to this planet for making battle droids. Yeah, there was like some planet that was like, we make battle droids. And then someone else just decided, no. I love No, that's bad. You guys can't make battle droids. All of you have to get on these space buses, and we're just going to move you to a different planet. And that's your punishment. Nobody gets to have any more tech anymore. Yeah. Like, what? What? But, but battle droids aren't that big of a deal. I mean, they're just blasters that hold themselves. Yeah, it's man, it's real weird. I mean, I, who did did whoever build R two have to go stay in space jail for a long time too? Obviously, I mean, that he guy's is the a droid that kills people. He's the murderiest droid there is, except for maybe IG eighty eight D, the D, the one that became the Death Star briefly. Yeah, although he didn't actually kill anything in that time period. Exactly, for, I except, would say IG eighty eight A is the most kill happy. It could very well be. Although D, D, I mean, he sure he didn't get any shots off with the Death Star cannon, but that thing is covered with smaller defenses. He might very well have killed off a whole lot of him, of uh, X-Wings and stuff with just smaller cannons he was controlling. Nah, because they were all inside. That's like, true. Like, by the time the shields dropped. Mm, that's fair. You got me there. You got me there. I've got you. Yeah. I've got you now. <laughs> I've got you by the boob. <laughs> uh, uh. So, anyway, it turns out Rogue Jedi banished the planet. She raises a society of daughters who are also Jedi, uh, and, and so on and so on in that fashion until you have a fully matriarchal society with only Lady Jedi who have forgotten this the technology from which they came, and they've divided into various tribes of good guy Jedi and one big tribe of bad guy Night Sisters. Yeah, so when Alia the Jedi died, her oldest daughter was like 16. Yes. So none of them had a really firm grasp on what the Force was mm-hmm. and how to use it, apparently, so that's why... Over the years, it just sort of became spells. Yeah, so that's why it's all Blue Lagoon up in this shit, instead of, you know, normal, we uh, we know what Jedi are. Yeah, so it's, uh, for some reason, just ladies. I guess Alia only had the ability to pass on Force powers to well, ladies? Her first name was Alia, her last name was Ovaries. <laughs> yeah. So, that's why. Because it only worked on Alia Ovaries. Didn't all work, of them. Didn't work on Alia Balls. Alia. <laughs> Wait, who's who's Tenennial Dio? <laughs> all you nuts. <laughs> all right. So Alia turns out to be the progenitor of all this th- these shenanigans. Uh, okay, here's what happens at this point. Luke's like, okay, so what's going on with the Night Sisters then? She's like, well, some people decided to uh, go off and be a little evil, I guess. And I don't. Yeah, we don't every know- time one of our sisters like fucks up and goes evil. We basically banish them. And she's like, we don't know how it, they become Night Sisters. Uh, we aren't sure which spell they cast exactly or who cast the spell yeah, on them. We don't know why they turn into it, but whatever spell they use, uh, we we don't know because we'd fight them and we'd use spells we've been using forever, but we'd turn evil. Yeah. So Luke's like, all right, I'm pretty sure you even already know the answer to this one because you didn't just kill us or whatever, like, or, or he sold her when you had the chance. You know that it's because that evil thoughts lead to evil uh, personality when it's, you're when you're It's Jedi. intent, not what you do. Exactly. And she's like, oh, I guess I did kind of sense that. Eh. Well, shoot. And, Boo. And, and she's like, so basically, Night Sisters have been capturing our people and then enslaving them until they become Night Sisters. Yeah, it's like, oh, we attack your settlement. And the witches from the settlement that end up fighting back and being like, oh, I give in to all my hate and anger, end up just turning into Night Sisters and joining them. But 
normally up until this point, it was just like, oh, someone goes rogue and you throw them out into the woods and they hang out there until they get better or die. Yeah. But it was, uh, what's her name? Githzerai? Githzerion. Githzerion. Yeah. Finally was like, nah, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to go find all of the rogue witches that went bad and I'm going to make my own clan. Yeah. Blackjack and hookers. <laughs> and that's become the problem. There's way more Night Sisters now than there are anyone else. How many? Why, there's 100 or so to uh, Tenennial's clan having about 25 or 30 spellcasters. Yeah. Which she calls uh, her the people on her side. They're, they're spellcasters. She doesn't know what Jedi are, so. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, I mean, there are a bunch of different tribes, so probably, like, if all of them united, you would have, you. I mean, almost certainly have more than the Night Sisters, but no given single one can match them. Also, we're real close to the Night Sisters here. No one else is all that. Like, in the next chapter, we're going to find out that it's a good four hours Rancor ride away to the nearest village with any relevant spellcasters in it. Four days. Four days, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're pretty spread out on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, all the way on the other un- other end of the planet, there's a village of Knight Brothers. Huh. Did you know that, John? There's Knight there? Bro- there's Knight Brothers over there because that's what Darth Maul was. Oh boy, he was a Knight Brother first. <sighs> that's weird. That's how, how they did- managed to uh, make it so that this book doesn't have to be about Darth Maul. It, they love this this chunk of storyline becomes somehow canon that the Dathomir has Knight Sister or Night Witches on it. Uh-huh. It becomes becomes canon. It gets mentioned in Solo that there's a planet called Dathomir. And of course it's Darth Maul's canon origin story is that uh he's from Dathomir as well, even though he's not a human. It's just that also some Zabrax got exiled there. I guess. Yeah, that's that's basically what happened. All right, sure. Yeah. Why not? That's got nothing to do with the chapter we're reading right now, obviously, because this book predates that that story by about five or six years. Uh, okay, so that ends chapter 15. Yeah. They, uh, oh, well, we do also get a little bit of business about there is a prison on the planet. Oh, that's right. I thought that was mostly in chapter 16, but yeah, there is a prison on planet. Yeah, that's where, uh, Gethzerion is mostly getting her troops, why they have, like, ATSTs and fucking, uh, stormtroopers and all that is because there was a imperial prison that was built here. Uh-huh. And as apparently as soon as the emperor found out that like force witches lived here, he's like, nope, fuck it, blow it up. We're close done. it down. Shut it down. What do you mean? We're gonna, you know, close everything down and get everybody off? No, I mean bomb the fuck out of the uh spaceport and just leave him stranded there. I don't give a shit. It's me, the emperor. Did you forget? <laughs> we haven't checked in with him being super evil for quite a while. <laughs> I like to think that the reason he did that was because he had previously dated one of the Night Witches. Oh, yeah. It's probably Gethzerion, right? He's like, oh, God, Gethzerion's there? Oh, I'm not here. Turn out the lights. <laughs> I'm ghosting this planet. Uh, uh, fuck it. Bomb it. Bomb it. I'm out. <laughs> New Empire. Who dis? <laughs> uh, oh, hi, Gethzerion. Yeah, uh, you, look, you look real nice. Yeah. Mm. I see you've been liking my, f- my pictures on Facebook from seven years ago. That's not creepy. I see you got a new boyfriend and you tagged me in it for some reason. Mm. What's going on here? <laughs> no, it's not that I don't follow you. I just have you on mute. <laughs> All right. So chapter 16 begins with uh, Han and Leia and Chewbacca and 3PO sitting down to a lovely banquet. A lovely meal brought to them by male servants. Male servants. It's important that you know that these are male servants. Because every time they're mentioned, they're mentioned as the male servants of this village. Yes, indeed. As if there were female servants 
to be differentiated from, mm-hmm. but there are not. There are not, because this is a matriarchal society. All the servants are men, and all the men are servants. But don't worry about it. You don't just need to be told that once. We need to be reminded every time. Yes. Also, a lot of the women keep talking about their boobs. At least one in this chapter who was not tenennial, so that we now learn that this is an endemic thing to the society. Another woman is like, I can feel it in my breast. Okay. All right. I get it. Okay, you guys are pretty much the the breast is the power center of the universe here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. It's fine. You know what? I'm, I'm f- free the nipple. I'm all for it. Whatever. Don't free the nipple. That's where all the power is. Oh, shit. You're right. That's the source of the dark side. <laughs> Pasties lead to anger. <laughs> Okay, so Han is talking to Ogwin, who we mentioned in the last chapter, or the last uh, episode, as the leader of the Singing Mountain Clan, which is the relevant clan of Dathomir Force Sisters, or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Uh, and Ogwin is basically pretty fascinated by the concept that Han is the legal owner of this planet. She's like, huh, all right, how does that work? Yeah, it's funny how she gets on board with that. Where she's like, yeah, so you have the legal authority to own this planet, you know, even though we have no way to get off planet and have no idea of what an interstellar government would be and definitely don't respect your rights as the owner of the planet in any way. She's pretty interested in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially when you're looking at a time when you're like, what's happened? Well, it was part of the Empire and then that sort of collapsed and now there's a warlord there. You're like, who really has the right to be like, oh, yeah, this is my planet? You're like... Is it, though? I mean, I can make a little box with a hologram of Dathomir if I want. Does that give me the right to walk around and be like, I own Dathomir, I have this box. Yeah, I have a box and it says I own it. I feel like he couldn't even be the first person to stop by Ogwin's house and be like, Hi there, owner of Dathomir, looking for a handout. <laughs> it's me. I'll sell you Dathomir, the planet you're on, as far as you know, for 50 waffle leathers. Ah. And a sheep. Yeah, and some brick. And some brick. And also, you got to take your top off. Oh, that was a reference to an episode you had to pay money to get to. Oh, no. That was a paywall episode. <laughs> That's a paywall episode. Sorry, Danganronpa fans. <laughs> uh, but I love that, at least in this one, she's like, well, you like gold and gems? We give you a lot of gold and gems well, for the planet. And he's like, I I, I own the planet. I own that gold and gems, ostensibly. I love, the, I love how she negotiates here. Ogwin is stepping off right away as one of my favorite new characters in the book because she's like, so uh, you own the planet, huh? Uh, what would you sell it to us for? We'll give you a bunch of golden gems. And he's like, I own those golden gems. And she's like, yeah, 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 that's not important. Look, just say three things you definitely want and I'll do what I can to get you those three things. Look, and he's not like, I still. You, if you sell it for three wishes, there were three things you wanted. We would do it. And then we could have the planet. And he's he's not like, yeah, but I own everything that you guys could possibly offer me, so I don't understand where... How did you, instead, he's like, oh, three things? Three things you don't have is way more than one thing you don't have. Oh, yeah. I, all right, well, here's my stupid conditions, because it's this book. Yeah, no, he apparently just thought, hey, I'm asking you what three things you would like. And he's like, I don't know, I'd like to get off the planet, have some of them gold and gems, and, you know, have uh, Leia marry me. Because I'm a big, dumb goofus. Motherfucker. Like, for a second, you think, oh my gosh, he's actually going along with the deal. Like, he's just going to give up and sell this planet because he doesn't like it anymore. It's covered in rancors and imperial guys and witches. Yeah. He doesn't want to be here. Plus, apparently, he's allergic to it. He's like, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll do the noble, 
good guy thing and and give you your planet. I'm a little roguish, so I want a big old Rancor armload of jewels and stuff, but I'm going to sell you back your planet, and that way I feel like I'm the good guy. So here, let's go through the process. Yeah, I can't get off planet if my ship doesn't work, so that's step one. Number two, a big old Rancor armload of jewels and crowns and shit ought to do. You know, I got to make something off this. Make sure there's some scepters in there, a big gold cup sticking out of the top. I want a crown. I want a big, I want pearls, and I want the kind of gems you can swim in. <laughs> can you I do- want the kind of gems that are actually eggs that hatch into things. Ooh, you got yeah. them? What do you got? You got those, the, the alive ones? The alive ones that hatch into things, and then they give you more force power or whatever? From the beginning of the book, remember? Hey, you remember? <laughs> but then, for number three, he's like, all right, finally, you have to make Leia marry me, which, yeah. give up. This is so creepy. And they are, like, immediately going, all right, yeah, sure, we'll do all that shit. Uh, great, we own the planet now. And he's like, wait, whoa, what? Well, except he's, they don't even do that. They're just like, like, yeah, we'll do those first two. Leia's not part of the bargain, fuck you. And oh, he's, yeah. not like, he's not like, well, you said three things. I'm not doing it for two things. Exactly. That was the problem I had with it is, like, at least if they went, yeah, okay, great. Deal struck, let's do this. Mm-hmm. But they were like, no, we'll do the first two, but you can't have the third one. Also, we still get the planet. And you're like... That's not how this works. Yeah, he could just be like, "Oh no, oh the no." I, I, I need a different third thing. I'm not gonna. I, 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 sure, yes, the third the third thing I listed is extraordinarily skeevy and gross. It's the rough equivalent of asking a Facebook friend for nudes, and then when they say no, asking their Facebook friends to ask them to get you nudes. <laughs> uh. It's the creepiest thing he's done yet, and he's kidnapped Leia. Yeah, it's real, real unfortunate. Yeah. But at least to their credit, they're just like, yeah, we're not doing that third one. That's very unpleasant. Hey, hey, uh, no. That <laughs> You see, people have this thing called called free will and autonomy, and we can't take that away from someone. Yeah, but it, still, the, their bargain structure here is hilarious because they just steamroll him completely, and it's amazing. It's like if I were like, hey, John, I will sell you my entire house for 50 bucks. I'm like, all right, I got 50 bucks. 20, or, or 75 bucks, it's a deal. Uh, okay, I guess. Well, no, you have to be like, no, you just raised the price and said it's a deal at the same time. Because that's what they do. They're just like, all right, we'll give you these three things. And he's like, all right, here's three things I want. Okay, two things. It's a deal. Done. Moving on. Yeah, but that was Han's reaction was, oh, I guess. Okay. I'm a dumb stupid. All right. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. But on the other hand, I do appreciate Ogwin's brazenness here. Uh, Hell yeah. And then we have to get into an entire business about how Gethzerion really wants that ship because... Since she took over the prison for the Imperials, which she did, mm-hmm. uh, she basically assumes that the entire Empire is just little bitch babies, and she's like, oh, what are these fucking stormtroopers? I could murder the shit out of them. I got, And that's just me. I got like 99 other of me. I could go out into the universe and just conquer that shit. Yeah, because he does, he does at least ask her, like, what's your plan here? Like, once I sell you back your planet, what the hell are you going to do? And she's like, well, you're going to get off world because we're going to help you. You send back help for us and get rid of this shit. Uh, then we're going to go off, join your new republic, and uh, start inviting people to move here. And then when they move here, they're going to bring with them resources to help farm and we're establish. sell off property for people to live on. Uh-huh. And he's like, shit, she actually thought about this. And this is when he finally comes to the realization that, oh, right, remember all day yesterday when I was pulling a worm out of the ground like a dope? Leia wasn't there? Uh. It's because she's been off being the ambassador she was born to be all day long. He, complete, he was completely set up here. He's like, oh, yeah, huh. I got... I got fucked, didn't I? I got completely screwed over. Like, they even tell him as much when they're like, like, oh, yeah, we knew you were going to ask for those three yeah. things. You're an idiot. Leia anyway. told us you'd ask for those three things. You can't have number three. You can have number one and number two. Here we go. And go. Yeah. So 
Han is just a dope, and I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, and he remains that way for the rest of the chapter, too. There's a point where they're going to sleep, and he gets that that moment where he's like, Hey, Leia? Yeah? Do you love me yet? Oh, my fucking Christ, no. It's not even just that. There's the part where he's like, where they're like, all right, I think you guys should go to bed. And he's like, yeah, come on, Leia. It's time for us to go to bed. You want to go to bed with me? And she's like, no, I no. wouldn't. No, I don't want to go to bed with you. And he's like, relax. I just meant to bed in the same time as me. God. I was going to make you a bed to sleep in. Yeah, No, you weren't. Quit it. Just no. fucking quit it. No. You were basically like, oh, I didn't mean that. Unless, I mean, unless you meant you unless, would. Yeah, unless you said yes, in which case, haha. Oh, what do you think Yoshi's eggs smell like? <laughs> Uh, does he ever get embarrassed about pooping out those eggs? <laughs> what do you think it smells like when he poos out an egg? Ha ha, I would like to smell that, ha ha. <laughs> does anyone have a picture of Yoshi looking embarrassed next to an egg and he's smelling it? Ha ha, just for laughs, ha ha. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> All right, so basically Han is pulling every kind of predator behavior out of the... I'm surprised he doesn't pull a Louis C.K. here. And he's like, well, if you won't sleep with me, can you at least watch me masturbate? And if you say no to that, I'll ruin your career. Uh, and then I'll show up again nine months later as if nothing happened. Uh, 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 I feel like I've spent enough time being quiet. <laughs> I've paid my debt to society by yeah. just hanging out for a bit. That's the thing. Uh, I'm sorry. That's that's a tangent we don't need to be on. This is an episode about Star Wars. Yes, it is. All right. So moving forward, uh, that's my fault. I apologize. Yeah, you got you got political for a second. I there. did because I'm super grumpy about that particular thing. It is. It's a it's a grump making thing. It is a very grump making thing. Um, okay. So we also find out some more about Gethzerion here. We learned that Gethzerion has a whole. We know about the prison already, but now we're like, okay. So here's what happened. The Emperor cut ties, and now she has. She basically just took over all the stormtroopers. And she's been pulling all the Night Witches in, so she has her own army of Stormtroopers and her own army of Night Witches, and everything that we do, she's going to uh, send people out here and try and kill us. She'll even come over here and kill us with her army of Night Witches for helping you, but we're still going to because it's the only thing that could possibly lead to us being free. Yeah, and they're like, she wants your ship, like, desperately wants your ship to get off planet, mm -hmm. and uh, we will bring you your ship and try to get you off planet before she gets to it, mm -hmm. and Han's like... Huh, maybe we should just blow it up. That's, yeah, Han's <laughs> reaction of, well, let me think, who hates me enough to track me down and kill me here? Well, Warlord Omog, maybe. Uh, definitely, let's see, Job. well, Job is dead. No, he's like, uh, someone's got, she should have, like, told somebody about me coming here, which means there's definitely bounty hunters, because the entire Republic wants my head. Yeah, so he's, like, working the math of, okay, well, people are going to come here and try and kill me any day now anyway, and I could just get their ships. Yeah, he's like, look, I would hate to lose the Falcon, but... You know, there's at least a semi-decent chance that someone's going to show up here. I mean, isn't he a little worried that basically anyone, who, any bounty hunter flies in, like Dengar shows up in the Punishing Moon or whatever, and is like, all right, and now i got to take this diaper off my head and kill Han Solo. And then he pulls in from hyperspace. He's like, oh, three Star Destroyers, and one of them's a super. Nope. Oh, I'm good. That's not worth the bounty. Thank you, though. And I'm out. Good day, sir. What's Warlord Zinge offering for the head of Han Solo these days? Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, his math is off. Plus, I like the part where Ogwin's like, so wait, you own the plant? And he's like, eh, sort of. You see, Warlord Zinge is here. Well, how long is it going to take to kill him? Oh, anywhere between three months and 30 years. Yeah. With Chewbacca saying he'll be dead in the next 12 months and 3PO saying he, he's 
fairly certain he's run the numbers. I don't know what numbers those are. Yeah, he's like, well, based on our normal troop movements and how quickly we make inways into territory, it's probably going to be about 14 years. Yeah, and no one's like, how the fuck did you do that, 3PO? Last month you didn't know what sarcasm was. <laughs> oh, no. I never knew what sarcasm was. I've definitely never learned that lesson. <laughs> Beep boop, bitches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, fucking Han, at least there's a small amount of like, well, I might be stuck here, but this it would be better to not let Gazarion get off the planet. So yeah, there's a you bit of nobility. Blow up my ship. He's like, oh, I'll tell you what. What we probably need to do is blow up the Falcon so that Gazarion can't get off planet. Also, so that uh, Isolder can't get here, so that I can keep working on Leia. <laughs> let me just drag this back around to my central point. The central point being my dick. That's the central point of me. Well, in his thinking, he's like, all right. <laughs> What happens if if we don't get rescued? Well, I mean, I guess I could stay here. And Leia would definitely prefer blowing that up than seeing anything happen to the, the galaxy. Of course, Chewie has a family and wouldn't want to be here, but he would stay anyway. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure 3PO would be dead in about a year without oil baths and change of parts. But neither of them are people I want to fuck, so yeah, let's do it. I love that Chewbacca in this chapter finally shows some initiative because he's hungry. Yeah. There's a real brief moment where it's like Chewbacca ravenously eats because he heals pretty fast. All right. Bye, everybody. I like to think he just eats really fast so we can get back to playing phone games. Oh, yeah. He, he eats real fast. And everyone's like, Chewbacca, how was your day? And he's like, fine. Fine. Don't he, talk about it. Gah. Fine. He eats real quick and then just goes into his room and slams the door. Yells, may, may I be excused as he's pushing the chair out. All right. Thanks, Mom. Bye. <laughs> Stay out of my room. Gah. Ah. <laughs> trying to play games with R2. <laughs> 3PO's all like, but I've been reading your journal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's an invasion of privacy. <laughs> Horn. Beep boop, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so yeah, we finally get to see 3PO or, or Chewbacca come to life. Ogwin leads the four of them up to a, a communal sleeping chamber that they get to use for the night. It's just a bunch of beds in a big circular room. Uh, Leia's like, whatever, I don't care about any of this. She puts her gun under her bed and she falls asleep. Yeah. Chewbacca goes and sits in a corner with a fucking gun in his lap and just puts his head down and passes out. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, 3PO just, oh no, I forgot. We got to do 3PO because fuck, that's the worst oh, yeah. part of this chapter. Because everyone kind of lies down and then 3PO just shuffles over to Leia and he's like, oh Leia, I wrote a song. Do you want to hear it? And of course Leia's just like, Yes. All right. Well, here it is. In case you were curious about the song that that three uh, P. Do you mind if I? Do I think I, I drop. I think, I think this, this is worth it. Beat. I don't know if we want to drop a, a, a rhythm behind this, but here we go. He's got his own planet, although it's kind of wild. Wookies love him. Women love him. He's got a winning smile. Though he may seem cool and cocky, he's more sensitive than he seems. And at this point, he introduces three more voices, because apparently uh, 3PO can sing in harmony with himself. Oh yeah, he's singing in a different voice with a full backing orchestra. His other three voices are also various uh, tones of Princess Leia's voice. Yes. He can copy her voice, it turns out. Han Solo, what a man! Solo! He's every princess's dream! Yep. That's all we get, so I don't know how that all works. But Han... Because Leia was like, you can sing one verse and he does that she's like that was terrible i'm uh, done here please uh, leave good lord like if if anything she should just point the gun at han and be like make him stop 
Yeah, because how- Han is like, well, that was fucking catchy. How many more verses you got? Well, that was fantastic. Did it work? Do you love me now? Uh? The droid sang a song about how cool I am. Oh, for Christ's sake. That song is atrocious. And he's like, I only have 15 more verses written so far, Master Solo, but I'm working on more. Uh. <laughs> this one about how you won't stop liking her old vacation photos on Facebook. <laughs> uh. Uh. He's all like... All these quotes of her in the slave bikini and her his pictures be like, sad I was blind at the time, heart, heart, heart. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, and then she finally tries to say something nice to him. She's like, hey, for, you know, giving the planet to them, that was, that was a good thing. It was did, nice that you did that. That was a good thing. You're Sometimes you're an okay kind of guy. And he's like, you want to marry me? Oh. Does that mean you love me and you marry me? Are we getting married? Does that mean Does that mean yes? Did you say yes to the dress? <laughs> She's like, oh, for shit's sake, why did I say anything to you? God, all I said is that you're a nice guy sometimes. Jesus, stop being a, quotes nice guy all say, the time. <laughs> sometimes you're a nice guy. The rest of the time, you're a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, and and he gets a good uh, seat out by the window and listens to the horrible force storm because I guess guess I guess Gethzerion is off throwing a ten- temper tantrum of force storm proportions out at her prison. Yeah, and Han starts trying to fall asleep while the fucking chorus of his own song about how cool he is. Han Solo, what a man! Solo keeps playing in his head. Wait, do you think that's actually Han, Han Solo, what a Mon Solo? Do you think that's that's actually the rhyme scheme of... Han Solo, what a man Solo. <laughs> what a man Solo, what a man Solo. <laughs> what a hand, what a hand, what a mighty good hand. Solo. <laughs> yes, he is. Wookiees love him. Women love him. Oh. Everyone else finds him unpleasant. Women love him. Wookiees want to be him. Wookiees really don't like him, but have life debts to him. <laughs> <laughs> Wookiees just want to be playing their video games around him. <laughs> I can't feel like Mala loves Han all that much. Yeah, I have to assume Chewie's family's just like, this guy is a bane on our existence. Well, he's ruined their lives. You know he could release uh, Chewie of the life debt at any time. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, at this point... The fact that they live for so long, they're just like, uh, fine, whatever, go enjoy your new dog or whatever, and then come back when he's dead. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happening here. It's like, Chewbacca, go have your my side of the mountain moment. Yeah, you go off, have a dumb adventure in the wilderness, and then come back. Every Wookiee boy's best literature is where a boy goes with a wo- a little Wookiee boy, gets a dog, and goes off and has an adventure, and at the end he has to kill the dog, but he learns things. Yeah, and boy, I am about to kill that dog, let me tell you. Where the red kashiak fern grows. <laughs> and then a horse touched it and died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, he has a dream, and in the dream it's Princess Leia shows up, and she's wearing a oh, nice- Oh, it's no dream. Uh, no, I know, we're getting there. He, he has a dream, and Princess Leia shows up, and he's like, wait, this isn't a dream. That's actually Princess Leia, but she's wearing a sexy robe. Ooh, and she's beckoning me to the to the edge of this balcony. Ooh, she's using her beckoningest gestures. And, and all of he, a sudden, my brain went dumb. Yeah, and then he floats over there like a hobo being lifted by pie smell. Yeah, and she's like, hey, Han. Why don't you step off the ledge with me? And he's like, while she floats there, and he's like, "That sounds like a good plan." Yeah, I'm into that. I, I'm I'm hearing that do 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 song in my head, and there's like Tweety Birds flying around it, and I just try and step off this dumb ledge. And then from the shadows, 
someone straight slices her face open with a vibro blade. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. And she goes falling off the cliff, and then Leia pops up, at, you know, real Leia, like dressed sensibly and not in a sex robe. Well, she's the one who sliced her face open. Yeah, she pulls out a gun and starts blasting Night Sisters off the cliff. Yeah, because apparently they look down, and just Night Sisters are climbing up like they're fucking vampires. Mm-hmm. And so they're shooting it. They're just all kind of insects scaling the wall, all sheer. I mean, I love the Night Sisters. They sound rad as hell, right? They're so dangerous sounding. I hope they have rancors. <laughs> no, that's the just one the thing they ain't folk. got. Yeah, only the mountain folk have cool rancors. Uh, but they're getting blasted off the wall left and right, just dying, or they're scuttling away to safety. Yeah, back or they into the just woods. like jump off and go back into the woods again. Yeah, but it's funny because so many Night Sisters die that it's like they have probably about a hundred Night Sisters. So I'm like, okay, they probably have about eighty at this point. Huh. I've been keeping count. But, uh, yeah, they're like, oh, they were trying to steal Han. Which is going to be depressingly easy, so we're going to have to put an extra guard on him because he's a dumb shit idiot. Somebody put a fucking leash on this guy, can <laughs> we? How about goal number three for uh, for you to sell us Dathomir as we put a fucking bell on you, you dipshit? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's the second chapter. There it is. There's the second. We get the Night Sister attack. We got a lot of Night Sister business in this. We, I love the Night Sisters. I'm really a big fan of the Singing Mountain Clan in general. Uh, I mean, th- they've got a real canny set of boobs on their leader. Let me tell you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's really got the boobs for leadership. She's been thinking with her boobs, I will tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's a real problem. It's a real problem. <laughs> so there it is, chapters 15 and 16. Great characters, terrible Han. Yeah. Just world building, great. Character building, not so much. <laughs> You just kind of wish this wasn't a story about Han and Luke and Leia at all. Yeah, you're just like, man, I wish you were just telling me a story about Dathomir. That'd be way better. That's all I ever want from Expanded Universe stuff is just don't tell me about the main characters. I know what they are. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. So that's the chapters. These are pretty good ones. I, mean, I, I didn't hate them completely. I mean, the boob thing was a little much. It was It was a little like, okay, I, I get it. Especially for Tenennial, who we've, been, we've already been reassured by the author is at least 18. Yeah, look, so when she's Luke, at least 18, so when Luke grabs her titty to heal it, it's cool. I gotta wonder if that's a retroactive edition, like after the, the censors were reading through, like Lucas people were reading through through it, and they came upon the part where it was like, Luke shreds her garment open and gets his hands on her titty, and they're like, uh, okay, you know what, let's go back there and make sure she's 18, because we've- hey, Can we, uh, you, you described her as looking very young, and we want to make sure- yeah. We got to fix this because, and, and Lucas knows better because there, there's that famous story about how he wanted Marion Ravenwood to have dated Lu, uh, or uh, Indiana Jones starting when she was twelve. Yeah, like that she was gonna be twelve in the movie, but then when they first started dating before this this scene in the movie, she was twelve. Yep, we got We can't have that. That's not a thing you can do. No, no, you can't. You can't even not even with a teen in the name. Yeah, the age. no, that uh, that's a preteen. That that. <laughs> That's that is some character assassination of Indiana Jones on par with this book for Han Solo. It is. So I feel like the folks at Lucasfilm know better, and they were like, "All right, we got to go back and make sure she's at least eighteen. Why don't we go ahead and say she's twenty? You know what? Twenty-one. In fact, you know what? Nah, she have to. In fact, you know what? She doesn't have her tit stri- uh, ripped out of her shirt by Han by a Luke. How about that? How about that's a better plan? How about we get rid of that entirely? We just don't put that in there. He's like, All no. Right, well, look, I would I'm going to say she. He touches her breast to heal it. I will get rid of the part where he gropes the titty. Yeah. Instead, we'll put a part where she feels up her own titty and asks when she'll find love. Like she's... <laughs> like she's asking God... It, it, she's like, hello, God, it's me, Margaret. Will anyone love my titties? 
Uh, hello, Margaret. It's me, God. Yeah, of course they will. Yeah, people love titties. Titties are great. Yeah, they're great. They're the center of the brain. <laughs> that's that's where you find love. Hi there. I'm the God of Dathomir. I'm the God of Dathomir, and I'm all about titties. <laughs> Come on down to Dathomir. <laughs> it's basically Burning Man. <laughs> all right. There you have it. John, what do you think is going to happen next? Uh, Well, I'm hoping for uh, some good business with that Gazarian. I know. I feel like at this point we're more than halfway through the book and we have yet to meet either of the major villains. And it's kind of concerning to me that we haven't actually met Gazarian and we've never actually seen Warlord Zinj. I mean, from what people were saying in the Discord, I think he's a villain of, like, the X-Wing series. He is, although from what I know, that's a character change thing. Like, like uh, he's not anything like he is in this book. He is very different, but also present in the X-Wing series. Okay. So we'll see, because this predates the X-Wing series by years. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. We're looking for, I'm looking forward to seeing the portly fellow. I assume we don't. I assume we get no Zinge business. We get the weird thing is we've had that weird bit of Zinge business already, where like a random Empire analyst figured out that Han and Luke and Leia were going to end up on uh, Dathomir, and he was like, "Well, I'll send a message to Warlord Zinge. He's an efficient man. He gets things done. He's a good man and thorough." <laughs> yeah, but I don't think we're ever going to get Zinge on screen. I okay. don't think we're going to get Zinge screen time. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well. Until next time, thank you so much for listening to this here episode of Expounded Universe. Uh, as always, if you feel like supporting us, you're welcome to do so at patreon.com slash systemmastery. At the $2 level of support, you will unlock bonus content for this show. You're goddamn right you will. Every single week we go to Wikipedia, we find you terrifying stories that are true from Star Wars. We bring them back and we tell them to each other and to you, the listener. Once again, that's patreon.com slash systemmastery. Easy peasy. Yeah, and if you want a little bit more business from us... We have brought back our Afterthought show. Sure did. It is a monthly show where we answer listener questions and we really get into some weird topics and just banter about stuff of interest to us. Yep. And that's at the $5 level. Lots of questions answered, too. It's a great way, best way to get questions answered by us. Oh, yeah. But it is, of course, the questions asked by the $5 donors. So if you really want to get in there, hear what we're doing. Get some more non-focused stuff from us. Like, if you like our digressions, that's an entire podcast of us di digression all the time. Yeah, we're the quiet digressors, except we aren't quiet. So that's the $5 level. But once again, both of those are at patreon.com slash systemmastery. Otherwise, you can find us at systemmasterypodcast.com or systemmastery on Gmail, Twitter, Reddit, or Facebook. Just find us, send us your thoughts, concerns, like, rate, and review us on iTunes, I guess. Buy our t-shirts at TeePublic. On uh, the Twitter, you can find our pinned tweet that leads you to our Discord channel. Come yeah. talk with everyone else. Find us on Discord. You can also uh, buy books through our drive through RPG link. I'm done advertising, though. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. We make enough shows. I'll do, I'll do most of these on the other one. <laughs> and until such time as I need to make more ad ads and make more money to keep myself and my family alive, I've been Elan Sleazebagano. And how much can I sell these death sticks for you, too? What three things do you want for these death sticks? Mm, tell you what. I want four things, two of which to be ignored later. All right. All right.